Welcome to KnowledgeCast. This is a look into the world of knowledge management, information management, data management, and everything in between. This is brought to you by Enterprise Knowledge. I'm Zach Wall, founder and CEO of EK, and today we are again speaking with Joe Hilger, EK's COO. Joe, welcome. Thanks, Zach. Looking forward to another fun discussion. We're continuing our AMA or Ask Me Anything series. And today's question is an oldie but goodie. And the question is, what's more important, taxonomy or search? And this is a question, Joe, that I think actually has some basis in, in you and I meeting in the mid 2000s. And we could probably talk about it for hours, but rather than kind of go back and forth on taxonomy and search, because I think the world has arrived at a point where it's pretty clear both these things are critical and frankly, they're complementary in nature. Let's instead really focus the question on how does taxonomy help search and how should taxonomy and search really work together in a mature knowledge management system? Yeah, that sounds like a great question. You know, Zach, it starts with, to me, understanding what search engines are actually doing and what taxonomy is doing. If you think about the core solution behind search and what it's doing, a search engine is taking a piece of text that you've entered into your search box and basically traversing all of the content to find a match in that text. And while that's helpful and useful, more often than not, especially as organizations have more and more content to play with, that's not enough. If I get back 30,000 documents, I haven't really gotten to the answer I want. So how do you take that large list of things that match that short phrase you entered and make it smaller? And that comes back to taxonomy. And what's taxonomy doing? It's classifying information, basically categorizing it so that you can say, I've searched for X, but within X, I want only those things that fit this category. And so when we talk about why do we need taxonomy, what we're really talking about is how do we take search and filter it? How do we get our set of results from too big to just right so that we know what we need? And taxonomy does that in a way that is both understandable and frankly, very intuitive to the way someone's searching or looking for information. You hit on something I think that's really critical here, and, and we've got a statistic on this. Our, our studies have shown that no more than 5% and typically closer to 1% of search actions are somebody clicking to the second page of results. So in most cases, in the vast majority of cases, you've only got that front page of results as your chance of showing somebody the thing that they need to do their job. So maybe a little bit more on how those user actions translate when somebody has filters as an option. Search does the right thing based on what we call intent. And that's key. Google spends a lot of time and money trying to understand who you are so that it can bring up search results that align with what you want. If someone's entering a single word, let's use the example of eagles. I'm a... Uh, Philadelphia Eagles football fan. I went to Boston Ooh. College and our mascot is the Eagles. Take it another step further. I love nature and hiking. So I've gone to watch Eagles in the wild. When I search for the word Eagle, there's a lot of things I could mean. What taxonomies do is they kind of give the user a chance to further refine or explain what they're searching for. So instead of that one word query that could have just tons of different meanings, I'm able to typically on the left-hand side, say, when I said Eagle, I meant pro football, that team that's better than the New York Giants. Uh, and there so, we go. So first and foremost, Joe, I think 
as a lifelong Giants fan, I want to assert to the audience that that was a really stupid example that you gave. It was terrible. <laughs> but secondly, and I think probably a little bit more importantly, what we're really saying here is that filters can be the thing that engages the user, even if they don't see exactly what they expected to or what they wanted to on that first page or at the top of the search results list. Filters are going to make them click. They're going to make them stay and engage with the search in a little bit of a quote-unquote conversation rather than just abandoning it. Is that right? Absolutely. And guess what? If you pick the right filters, the search result you want will always end up on that front page. So you never actually have to go to the second or third page. And that's the goal. Just like if you pick the right football team, your life wouldn't be so miserable. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Good. I'm getting at that. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about then picking those right filters. Basically, our listeners can picture that Amazon experience. You go shopping for a TV, you don't want to see the world of TVs. You want to see the TVs that match the features that you want for the brand that you want and the price range that you want with the appropriate size and everything else. And so what each of those things is, is effectively a metadata field being powered by a taxonomy or a flat list or a pick list. So how should our listeners go about thinking through, well, what are the right attributes? What are the right filters? What are the right options to choose from to limit their search results down? I would start with saying that taxonomies aren't as easy as it may look. Thank I you. can't tell you how many clients we've run into that said, oh, I can do a taxonomy. <laughs> and then you dig into it and it's a mess, right? What's really important is taxonomy should mirror the language that you use to find information. And let me give an example of this. Say I've got a taxonomy for all of my internal content at my organization. And let's say I'm looking for policy or information on time off or leave. In which case, what I want to do is I'm looking for an HR policy that talks about leave. HR is the organizing group that put that information out. The information we're looking for is of type policy. And the category has to do with leave or PTO. So by doing a taxonomy that aligns with the way people think or would naturally ask questions, it becomes very intuitive and simple to do this. That's critical and not always easy to do unless you're very experienced in putting together taxonomies. So the additional challenge of using taxonomies as search filters or attributes is that it's got to be really immediately understandable to the user. You don't take a class in this. You don't have to study it. So what we're really talking about is a very simple design. We can't have pick lists with dozens or hundreds of terms. It needs to be pretty intuitive and simple how to know where to click, how how to choose the filters that you want, right? Absolutely. And that's why when we do taxonomies, we tend to do a lot of user testing, things like card sorting and other tools to say, does this make sense to you? And to you, it's the larger audience, not the individual who maybe is the expert in the system or the topic. Ah, so what comes first, the search design or the taxonomy? Oh, tough question. (laughs) You know, I tend to start with taxonomy. It has a use beyond search, and it's a good way to start to classify your information and get to know it. But then as we do search design work, I love the idea of asking the question, would you use this taxonomy to further filter results? So... I'm looking for information about a project that we did in this field or this area. Does the taxonomy help solve that search problem? So start your taxonomy first, confirm its value when you're doing your search design and implementation. 
So we talked a lot about using taxonomy to power findability, to make search work in a way that really filters out results. What about the opposite, about using taxonomy to find more results, to discover content that maybe didn't pop right up at the top of search? Basically, the classic shopping feature of users who bought this might also buy this, this, and the other thing, the recommendations engine. Yeah. So... It used to be that recommendation engines were really very simple. It would say, I've found this item that you expressed interest in. What else has the same taxonomy tags? Slap it over, show it to someone. That worked okay. That led to a lot of those false positives that people still laugh about today. Mm -hmm. What we've learned over time is that by taking those taxonomies, putting them in a knowledge graph, you can start to look at characteristics about not just one taxonomic element, but multiple and look for closeness between topics. And suddenly you have much better recommendations. So it's still taxonomies powering that, but we're doing it now in a much more informed and knowledgeable way. And it's making a big difference. So in that case, the taxonomy itself isn't the end all be all, but it's one of the building blocks to doing semantic recommendations. It is a key building block. If you don't have that, the rest doesn't work. So taxonomy and search go together like peanut butter and jelly is what we've learned here today, y'all. Reminder, please to post a comment or be in touch if there's a question you would like us to answer during this AMA series. For now, thanks for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Cast. Joe, thanks as always for being here. And to check out more information on KM, visit our website at enterprise-knowledge.com. Have a great day, y'all.